This week was filled with legal news. We had R. Kelly's trial wrapping up, the Mar-a-Lago special master appointed, and also the twi- uh, Twitter whistleblower uh, was uh, t- was testifying in the Senate, uh, closely watched by Elon Musk. And uh, with us to discuss these top news stories is one of the city's best and longest-serving legal analysts, Terry Sullivan. He's been a lawyer for decades. I'm not going to tell you how many, unless he wants to disclose that himself. He's tried civil and criminal cases for all kinds of clients. He's a legal analyst here on WGN-TV, has appeared all over nationally and locally, and he's well known for prosecuting serial killer John Wayne Gacy and is the author of a very good book, Killer Clown. Welcome to the show, Terry. Thank you for joining me. Hello, Karen. How are you? Good, and I and I apologize for the delay. We had a football game, but uh, thank you for graciously uh, making uh, making this change. Let's sure. talk. Let's talk about R. Kelly now, Terry. You were a prosecutor, and you were uh, you know you prosecuted people f- for all kinds of crimes. What do you make of the verdict? The verdict uh, was a mixed verdict. Uh, there were some counts of, uh, that Kelly was convicted on, some that he wasn't, and the two defendants who were charged with him, his business associated, were both acquitted. What do you make of this verdict? Well, it's uh, obviously a split verdict for the prosecutors. Um, I would say that the uh, um, the prosecutors probably are not very happy having lost two of the people that they charged. But you know what, Karen? I think that um, as good as those prosecutors are, um, that they overcharged and uh, that these two individuals who were uh, aides or helpers to Kelly should never have been charged there. Um, they they uh, could have been charged separately. As a matter of fact, I think there's some big troubles in the water in the future because one of them ended up testifying allegedly for himself, but then later on he uh, pretty much hurt uh, Kelly, and um, that's after, uh, long after a uh, motion for severance, or in other words, separate trials was made, um, you know, months ago. It was denied, but uh, if they had not charged these people with them, uh, then they wouldn't have had that problem. I think they probably did it because they just didn't want these two guys uh, to um, to testify for Kelly, and they probably didn't were unsuccessful getting them uh, to flip for the government. But they've got problems on appeal, I think. You know, um, one of the defendants, uh, McDavid, uh, was on the stand for about three days. He chose to testify. The other defendant did not. And, you know, I guess I I thought to myself that, you know, you don't see defendants testify very often normally because they have criminal records and they would be subject to cross-examination on that. But it seems to me that he probably did a pretty good job for himself. Well, I think he did, um, although... He certainly messed up in some places, but the jury, I think, was able to see that they were dealing not only with uh, with someone who they finally convicted of sex crimes, but with other cast of characters uh, that were introduced um, who really were not to believe be, be believed one way or the other, certainly not for the government. And, you know, in in some ways, Kelly surrounded himself with some unsavory characters, maybe, to put it mildly. On the other hand, you know, the prosecutors had no choice but to call those people because those were the people who Kelly chose to hang with and to do his his deeds. Um, Oh, I think that's true. 
I think that they could have easily put on the case, um, maybe not easily, but they certainly could have gotten around them if they wanted to charge Kelly uh, separately. And um, that's only my opinion. And, of course, all of us lawyers can always be Monday morning quarterbacks, but um, I think it was pretty clear the, the jury's verdict, and they don't lose cases over there in the Dirksen building. So it was, uh, I think, a crushing blow to them, though I don't think it should be because they got the main man that they wanted. Um, and then now it's a question of sentencing. And, you know, I was going to say that, you know, you can win some some of the battles here, but then you can lose the war. And and let's talk about this issue. So we know, Terry, that R. Kelly got a sentence in New York federal court uh, for term of 30 years for a conspiracy. Uh, it was a uh, racketeering charge, actually, among other things. Um and now judge the judge here is going to sentence Kelly. I believe it's in February. First of all, uh, just tell us briefly what happens. People say, like, why can't you just sentence him right away? What takes four or five months? Can you tell our listeners a little bit about what the procedures are for this pre-sentence uh, uh, activity? Well, it might not take five months, but it takes quite a while. Um, you have, uh, uh, first of all, you have the defendant's rights. Uh, to put on a hearing. Um, they have to do investigation in order to, to determine who they might want to testify. And that's going to hinge on the probation department, who is going to prepare uh, a lengthy report to report to the judge, of which um, Kelly's lawyers and, of course, the government will receive a copy quite a bit ahead of time. And then both sides will react to that and determine as I said, who they might want to call in aggravation or, in Kelly's case, in mitigation uh, to try to ease his sentence or to try, of course, to get a concurrent sentence. In other words, uh, a sentence that would run the same as his, uh, during the same time as his 30 years and not a sentence that would be consecutive and, in other words, um, would, wouldn't start until after he finished his 30 years in the New York District. Let's let's take that up when we come back. I want to talk about what factors the judge gets to decide whether or not it's a concurrent or a consecutive sentence. And if you're a betting person, what would you think? Uh, tune in. And if you have any questions here, give us a call, 312-981-7200. We're here with Terry Sullivan, and you're listening to WGN. Welcome back. We're talking to Terry Sullivan, who is one of the best legal analysts here in the city, and I appreciate you sticking with me here. Terry, um, we were, we're talking about R. Kelly and whether or not his sentence in the Chicago court is going to run concurrent, meaning at the same time as the 30-year New York sentence, or is it going to run consecutively, meaning after the 30-year sentence? What, do, what factors does the judge have to decide that question? Well, the judge can decide that they are separate uh, incidents, uh, for one thing. Um, He can also, I'm sure, uh, decide that, in fact, part of it, uh, according to the feds, um, is uh, is part of um, uh, an area where uh, Kelly tried to, according to the federal government, uh, to fix a case in Cook County, uh, I suppose the judge could take that into consideration. Um, but he also, on the other side, is going to, and he probably will take into consideration that uh, 
that he doesn't want his case necessarily uh, to go out if, in fact, um, Kelly is successful on an appeal in the New York case. Now, on the other side, to be fair, the judge has got to weigh whether or not uh, Kelly can be rehabilitated, uh, whether or not uh, the government made certain mistakes, whether the uh, split verdict, so to speak, um, has any implications as to how much guilt there is for uh, Kelly, and then whether or not uh, he wants to, um, or he looks at, at Kelly and says, look, you've got 30 years there, I'll tack another uh, so many on, um, but I'll let it run concurrent at the same time, and uh, uh, you'll have a chance someday, perhaps, as an old man, to get out of federal custody. Interesting. It'll be an interesting. Uh, it'll be an interesting sentencing hearing. Um, I assume the victims will get to talk, and we'll we'll see some of that, some of the same stuff. Let's turn our attention Correct. briefly to uh, President Donald Trump's um, situation yeah. at Mar-a-Lago. The documents were taken out. The judge down in Florida said that there was going to be a special master. One was appointed. He's a retired, semi-retired judge. I understand. Can you explain? A lot of people are talking about this special master as having all this power and is going to figure out. Out if there are going to be charges brought. That's not the case, is it? What, what is this special master going to actually do? Not at all, Karen. The special master is only someone who uh, will decide certain issues. Uh, in this case, um, whether or not there's been any, uh, any different privileges, um, uh, such as attorney-client privilege, that have been violated by the federal government, by DOJ, by the FBI, and if so, any of those documents that may be um, attorney-client privilege, and they're claiming some other privileges that he supposedly had as president, um, whether or not uh, any of those are in custody and that that they should be um, covered up, so to speak, uh, and the government should not be able to use them. All the special master, it sounds like such a nice title, I wouldn't mind having that title, um, but I think that, <laughs> or have your wife I call you that, that, Terry. Maybe your wife can call you that. Special Master Sullivan. I don't have one of those, and I don't need one of those either. Karen. <laughs> but, but I mean, I love women, but uh, I don't need one of those right now. Thanks. <laughs> See, um, but thank you. Uh, but but the title Special Master only means that 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 person is going to review the documents and then report back to that federal judge as to what the federal judge wanted to know about the documents. That's all it means. Um, but, but the effect of it may be different. Now, of course, the government has now filed an appeal saying that they, that, that they need to be able to use the documents at this particular time for, for the safety of America. And um, it, it, it'll now depend on what the appellate court of appeals may do, um, but it, it, it's it's going to take some time because she gave a special master until I think uh, Thanksgiving uh, or thereabouts to report back to her. That you know, she would have to come down with an opinion. Yeah, you know that surprised me that she gave him so long because eleven thousand documents sounds like. 
a lot of documents, but I would imagine there are chunks of documents. So you know, there there might be a you know a document that that contains twenty pages, and you know, so it's not like you couldn't you couldn't do this within a week if you really put your mind to it and you 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 know spent six hours a day doing it. And you certainly, I I don't see how you would need two two and a half months to do it. But I just found that very interesting. I, yes, I agree. Uh, certainly, a couple of weeks wouldn't be out of out of the realm, and I right. think that maybe if that's what she had done, maybe the government wouldn't have appealed because um, it's a very conservative court of appeals uh, that they have to go to. Uh, and of course, what everybody has pointed out is this judge who made the ruling; she was appointed by Trump, um, so. A lot of politics in it, but yeah, and you know, and and the other thing that I I've noted, Terry, is that this motion for special master wasn't filed until about two weeks after the government had these documents. And again, like you said, how long would it have taken the government to look at those documents? They probably already looked at them. They probably already, you know, scrutinized all of them. And so now this whole special master thing is going to be walking it back. I don't know. I guess this, from a legal standpoint, it sounds complicated. It is complicated, but from a lawyer's standpoint, I'm not sure much of it makes sense to me why we're doing this. No, and... um is if without getting into politics, you know, right? Uh, it's fact that that uh, Trump has been known for trying to delay things, and uh, uh, without a doubt, this is a, a, a delay tactic. And so far, he's gotten away with it. It's working. <laughs> it's working. Right. Uh, um, okay, let's quickly talk about uh, this Twitter. Former security chief for Twitter was fired. His name is Peter Zatko. He testified this week uh, before a Senate panel, and he said some things about Twitter, saying that there's all kinds of security issues and that uh, Twitter is not self-monitoring and, and, and not even uh, the FTC is not even monitoring Twitter appropriately. Just generally speaking, what do you make of this whistleblower, and where do you think we're going with this, um, the Senate listening to this ty- kind of testimony? Well, you know, uh, the Senate, from a legal standpoint, I don't think we're going anywhere uh, of any major importance. Um, but from the Senate standpoint, uh, it may turn into uh, legislation that, that, will, uh, that will cover a lot of the different uh, social media networks. Uh, it's not just going to be Twitter uh, that's affected by this. So it's a very important to all of them. You know, we started out in this country as social media being untouched so that it would be pure and so that it would uh, people would not be afraid to use it. And it would uh, be a, a real communi- communications network um, for the American people. But like a lot of other things, it's turned into a point now, uh, as have other uh, social media uh, networks, that uh, cries out for some sort of regulation. Yeah, and, and so I, I think all of the I think all of the networks are um, are going to be looking forward to seeing what this brings down on them in relation to regulation. Thank you, Terry. Um, I'm going to uh, I'm going to put your telephone number and your website uh, on the uh, WGN uh, uh, website on my Karen Conti post so that people can contact Terry Sullivan. And he's got a great sure. newsletter if you uh, want to sign up for it. It's really a lot of fun. Terry, thank you so much thank for joining you. us. All right. Bye-bye.